brothers and sisters, it's time for Angel Repair Juice. And welcome to another edition of Angel Repair Juice. My name's Henry Volk. And my name is Matthew Pancake, and you're listening to a special episode. It's not so special that, you know, it's going to replace. We were going to do this episode anyway, but Henry reminded me that this episode is actually an anniversary episode because we started doing this this time last year. What was the, de- what was the exact date on that, Henry? Uh, I believe it was the 27th. The 27th, so... Yeah. Uh, so we're not on the same day, but it's still the episode that oh. we're going to call the anniversary episode. And because, you know, we're always hard up for um, listeners, or rather, uh, people to be on the show. Uh, <laughs> we just randomly threw into the group. Now, you see, these groups are actually useful sometimes. We just randomly threw into the group, you know, who wants to be on the show today? Is that actually, I actually erased it. Um, I can't remember if that was how I put it or not. Um Probably more or less. Probably knowing me, that that was what I did. But what we did was we we found out that we have a bona fide star in in the group there, and his name is Mister Watts's face. Bill Watts's face of Gospel Asylum is on with us today. Hey, Bill. How are you, Bill? Tell us a little bit about Gospel Asylum before we get started. Uh well, if you hate Table Talk Radio for its mediocrity, you will absolutely <laughs> despise the Gospel Asylum. <laughs> now, wait a second. Hold it. Stop. Stop. This show should be the most despised because, like I said, see, how much prep have you got for this show, um, Bill? How much prep uh, did we give you time for? I got a glass of water. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because the, because the rule, the standing rule is on this program. That any guests that we have on are not allowed any show show prep because if they had show prep, you'd already be ahead of us. So (laughs) (laughs) that's all there is to it. Let's face it, Bill already is. Yeah, he's already just by being here, just by just by showing up, just by putting on a headset and saying, "Yeah, I'll be on Skype with you." Actually, you didn't know. <laughs> he did. Bill did not know that he, this is what he was getting into. He just That's right. do that like you were doing it before, just before we started. I love that. It was funny. Oh, um, well, yeah, I, I saw the uh, post on Facebook and the way it was written, I thought, oh, they're just doing a hangout. Hey, been a member of the group for a while. These guys are Lutheran. I'm Lutheran. They like anime. Hey, I like anime. We should totally hang out. Yeah. Yep. And he comes and, in. Uh, and what's and what are we getting ready to do? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so by the way, we're doing a show. Yeah, that's the real reason that we trapped you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Been kidnapped. Well, now you could have walked out of here. You know, this could be like Hotel California. You can check in anytime you like. Yeah. That's not accounting for the Stockholm Syndrome, though, because I've been Angel Repair Juice listener for a little while. Oh, over time, over time, you've joined us because oh, okay, huh? I'm not sure how to take that now. (laughs) How it was not about the show, but I assure you. (laughs) So, what's Gospel Asylum about? Oh, it is 
myself and two other guys who are also converts to confessional Lutheranism uh, and also army veterans. And it's, um, we interview people far more qualified than us to talk about various aspects of Lutheranism. Oh yeah. Uh, so, uh, for example, the the last show we just did, we talked to uh, John Pless about Luther's theology of the cross. Oh, now you see, see now, now you see what we did. So this is the reason why you're a star. John Pless has never been on here. <laughs> I don't know if he's told us no or not because we've never asked him. But, but. <laughs> <laughs> You're so already- John, are you into anime too? Or the- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Notice me, senpai. <laughs> you see, so senpai plus has not noticed us yet. So, but we did have we did have Ted Geezy on here though. Nice. We're not certain he's ever going to be on again, but we we did have him on. Um, you know. <laughs> That seems to be the way our guests have turned out. They come on all excited, and by the end, they're like, yeah, so uh, I really got to run, guys. It's been a pleasure. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, that, that is actually a matter of, of show prep. I learned uh, from doing live radio that uh, people don't like not knowing what's going to happen. It's like, okay, we, we've been doing this. We we did live radio for a lot a long time, so we got to the point where we could go in there, sit down, and say we were actually discussing the show on the drive to the station. So we sit mm-hmm. down, and somebody shows up and says, "Well, we'll point at you when we want you to talk to." Me. <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> what am I supposed to talk about? Um, um, what do you think, Pastor? What do you think? Uh, well, just uh, t- we'll we'll tell you what to say. We'll say it, and then you say it. <laughs> Kind of like you know, hey Bill, what's what's your podcast about? <laughs> hey Bill, what's your favorite anime? Hey Bill, you probably don't, you probably want to sign off of Skype now. <laughs> Save the winter rush, you know. <laughs> either way, either way. So so before we like run too far out of time here, why don't we just go ahead and run headlong into that thing that they sometimes call the anime Fyros roundup. Having lost their fight with Ryoko, Azuma's new friends take him to an abandoned train station that serves as home for the rebels. There, Azuma learns that the Bubuki long ago chose certain families to bond with, and Azuma's new friends are all the last in the line of the descendants of these families. Later, Matobai tracks them down, and after waylaying everyone, Kagane-chan goes off on him. Matobai, who is Ryoko's henchman, is the one who killed Kagane's father years ago, and Matobai appears to enjoy egging Kagane on. She vows to kill him, but it's already apparent that she's outmatched by the murderous henchman. In this week's episode of Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, Fumitan continues to run from Kundalia and has flashbacks of being with her when she was a child. Meanwhile, in Dude 3, the militarized Union workers revolt in the streets and begin to take on Garlehorn's forces. While trying to escape the colony, Fumitan is met by an agent who threatens her to finish her mission, which would result in Kundalia's death. While looking for Fumitan, Kundalia is spotted by some Union workers 
and instantly becomes the center of the Union's and the media's attention. Battle erupts between the Union and Garlehorn forces, and Garlehorn wipes out all of the protesters. Kundalia tries to help a dying protester, who with her dying breath calls Kundalia the maiden of the revolution. By doing this, Kundalia has left herself unprotected, but just as the sniper pulls his trigger, Pumitan runs out in front of Kundalia and shields her from the bullet. Mika finds Kundalia, who is in shock, and carries her away. Revolt erupts on all the other colonies, and Garlehorn has shut down all the spaceports. Will Tekadon be able to escape Duke 3? Find out on the next episode of Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. Grim Guard of Fantasy and Ash continues with the party spending day after day having bad luck earning any money and not only find themselves low on food, but also find their clothing wearing out, especially their underpants. Later, Harohito and Monoto lead the group to an abandoned area where they map out the town over time and learn more about what it takes to survive in Grimgar. Their primary mode of attack quickly becomes killing goblins in their sleep. But later, when their fortunes begin to turn for the better, the members of the party begin to question their new identities, thinking that perhaps in the past life they can't remember, they were nothing like they are now. But best of all, they can buy new underwear. In this week's Schwarz's Marken, the 666th squad gets a new member, Katia Waldheim, and Theodore is instructed to take care of her. But when Stasi Lieutenant Colonel Heinze Axman and Major Beatrix Breme show up, wanting to interrogate her, things get intense. When Katia begins talking about the two Germanys uniting instead of fighting with one another, Sylvia promptly knocks her unconscious. Before leaving, Axman tries to shake the 666 squad's confidence in Captain Bernhard by revealing that she murdered her own brother to avoid Stasi's suspicion. The next day when Katia comes to, Theodore confronts her about looking into classified documents. It is revealed that Katia Waldheim is a pseudonym and that she's really the daughter of General Strachwich. But their conversation is suddenly interrupted when a siren alerts them that a beta advancement has been sighted. The 666 squad goes out to fight alongside the Hannibal Battalion. Meanwhile, Major Thomas Munzer of the Hannibal Battalion calls for reinforcements, and the 666 squad is about to embark when HQ gives them another order to send Katia and Pham to Fort Neuenhagen as reinforcements. Katia and Pham go to relieve the soldiers at Fort Neuenhagen. Just as it seems they are making a dent in the Beta Horde, Katia is attacked from behind by a giant Beta. Satoru has invited Kayo to his birthday party and soon discovers that he shares the same birthday with her. He's also figured out that Kayo disappears sometime between March 1st and her birthday, which is March 3rd, giving him a three-day window in which to prevent her death. Later, while looking for her, Satoru runs into Yuki-san, who was the one jailed for the murders. Just 23 years old, Yuki-san is a kind soul who wouldn't hurt anyone and Satoru makes a silent promise to make sure that he doesn't go to jail for crimes he didn't commit. At the park, he makes his way to her house, where he finds her already the victim of her mother's abuse. But when questioned about what happened, she says, I fell. Satoru goes to his homeroom teacher to report what he's seen, and he finds out that the school has suspected that Kayo's mom has been abusing her, but they haven't been able to prove it. Later, he takes Kayo out into the forest to a tree he remembers seeing when he was young, and he promises to bring her back to that tree the following summer. 
hoping he can indeed change history. In this week's Tabimachi Lei Show, Kuizumi is a loner, and Kumano realizes this and wants to be her friend. After many failed attempts to initiate contact with Kuizumi, Kumano sees her after class one day. However, their conversation is tense and ends with Kumano spitting in Kuizumi's face and running away crying. All these years later, the two women wonder what would have happened if they had become friends, if they had both apologized for what they said back then. And that was the Anime Firos Roundup. So, you know what we didn't do again, Henry? You know what we forgot to do? You forgot to do contact. Yeah, we always do that. This It's no wonder people don't send us email. We're so terrible at this. Which shouldn't be. You know, we've, I mean, we've been doing this for a year. We should be better. We're better than this, aren't we? No. No, no, no. <laughs> no, we're not. So, so we <laughs> no, forgot to do no. the contact info. So, why don't we bring up the contact info and give them some contact info? Did I do it last time or did you? Already, I think I did it last time. You did? Was it my turn? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay, then that's what I'll do. Then, okay, if you would like to contact us at Angel Repair Juice, you can do that pretty easily by emailing us at angelrepairjuicepc at gmail dot com. Angel Repair Juice PC. That's all one word, and they are those words are actually spelled like they sound. Angel Repair juice somebody asked me once how to spell it i said really angel repair juice pc at gbell.com or you could do this you could go to angel repair juice.wordpress.com one of these days we'll have a short one we don't know what it'll be yet there's also a group on facebook that's how bill got roped into doing the show today he was reading the group <laughs> sometimes it's not you know, anyway, Angel Repair Juice Group on Facebook. There's also a page on Facebook. And if you would like to, you can actually subscribe on Twitter to us, ARJ Podcast. That's at ARJ Podcast. And, and are we putting the shows up there yet, or have we figured out how to do that? Um, you know, Twitter's weird. You can post a link uh, because you have, you know, limited uh, a limited number letter amount that you can use it's yeah really can't give any kind of uh yeah that's where the uh, that's, that's the reason why you have to use a shortener you have to use a thing that shortens a url shortener yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and you know the the odd part is is like libsyn does that automatically for us at, at radical yeah. grace radio but we're not using libsyn for angel repair juice pc because i don't know why um well i'll tell you why because it costs too much we would be better off in fact, I'm thinking about this using SoundCloud. That's starting to become a big deal. So it is. Yeah. So that, a really big deal, as a matter of fact. I mean, the day that they learned how to connect their thing to to uh, iTunes changed everything. So I was checking that out the other day, and I said, "Why am I not doing this? It's cheaper. Does all the same thing. That should be." Now on the the roundup, I'm going to save talking about the actual shows for a second because Bill mentioned a while ago that. Uh, you know, okay. I joked about was the show that you picked because you were listening to the to the roundup, One Punch Man. I didn't actually give you a chance to tell tell us what show you picked. <laughs> I just assumed that it you was. Know, you know what they say about assumptions, Matthew. Yeah. Well, you know what they say about me. Uh, <laughs> if there's a One Punch Man of assumptions, it's me. Okay. So, so what show did you pick? I I need to go back and look again. Oh, 
No lack of show prep. Yeah, well, that's good because <laughs> that makes us look good because we yeah. sound like we're on top of things and our guests. Awesome. <laughs> I, I I aim to please. Yeah. Well, so you can take this technique back to your podcast and you will very soon sound, by contrast, fantastic compared to other people. <laughs> Our strategy is just to have really good guests, so hopefully our listeners don't really pay attention to the hosts. Yeah, I I I find that having really good guests on is it's a plus. It it is, but here's the odd part: is I have a pastor on the show with me, a pastor Gary Held, but for some reason, as soon as like I get emails from from radio stations and whatever saying, can I talk to Matthew Pancake? <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, he's the guy. And it's like there is another person on the show. And I'm making a big deal of like his is the first name that you hear. You know? Like like Henry, for instance. You know, it's a welcome to Angel Repair Juice. And he gets to say his name first. You know? And, and it's the same thing with I'm Pastor Gary Held. He says, I'm Pastor Gary Held. You know? And... I guess it's the pancake part. I don't know. People are like, really? Is there someone named Pancake? Yeah. Yeah, there is. Imagine that. That may have something to do with it. May. So did you, so did you find out what show it was? What it, uh... I'm not seeing it in the group right now. Oh. Uh, well, how are you watching it? Are you watching it on like Crunchyroll or, or? Yeah. Because, uh, because I, actually, here's what I could do. I could just start naming the, 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 the shows that we've done. Uh, Young Blackjack was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Attack on Titan Junior High was one of them. Mm, yeah. Was that the one? Uh, yeah, I, I, I was. I, I guess I was expecting more from. Oh, I guess you get particular you, show. The deal is, is you got to be a fan because it's just the whole thing is just intended to. Yeah. You know, evoke. Attack on Titan constantly, you know, and it's like they re they they reimagine something in, as as a school background, and you go, oh, that's weird. That's that is just well, I I loved know. Attack on Titan. Looking forward to uh, them continuing the Season show, but I I just I I couldn't get into the middle school uh, milieu. <laughs> well, you're, I, not, I, you're not intended to get into. You're not intended to get into it. It's just supposed to be a lark. You know, they, uh-huh. they, it's a way of keeping it's a way of keeping the property in people's eyeballs. You, know, mm-hmm. you put that out there, and people watch it, and they go, "Oh yeah, yeah, Attack on Titan." We remember Attack on Titan. You remember the movie? So yeah, you remember when it was a show a couple of years ago? Oh yeah. Do you read the manga? You know, every, it's like everywhere. And, mm-hmm. and now what we need to do is we need to get Saitama in Attack on Titan so he can end that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, you need some help? Oh, these guys. Oh, they're pretty big. Do they listen? It's like picks him up, chewing on him. What do you do? I can imagine. Oh, I can imagine what this is like. And it was picking him up. It's chewing on him. Stomach explodes. Oh, that was rude. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad I can't do that too quickly. I, I could imagine drawing that out as like a, a one-off or something. Put that out there. It would be funny. Mm. Well, darn, I wish I knew what show it was that you're watching. Uh, it's Ooh. not on the list right now. Ah. Uh, yeah. Was it Was it something maybe we just recommended? Uh, 
I'm wanting to say, yeah, um, my wife and I have been watching it. Uh, Fafner, I think it's called. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We just finished the show itself, and we'll be picking up the movie, or not picking it up, watching it on... Uh, um, oh, I just drew a blank. The well, app that I have on my Xbox. Um, well, there's Crunchyroll. There's Funimation. Oh, well, Funimation. Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah, um, I think that's where Unlimited Fafner is. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are you watching the Unlimited or the the original Fafner? Oh. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't seen the new one. I, I watched most of the original and I thought it was pretty good. It was like a weird Gundam kind of Evangelion influenced mashup. Mm-hmm. Um, had some decent animation. Yeah. Um, decent storyline. Okay, so in other words, somebody actually listened to us, Henry. They didn't just <laughs> listen. I, I don't remember talking about Fafner. That's the oh, weird I'm sure thing. we did. I'm sure we did. Uh, we'll, just, we'll, we'll, we we'll talk take about the credit. We talk about we see we don't do show prep as a general rule, but That's you know, true. so there's no way to ever really know. But then again, we talk about so much stuff that you you never know. So yeah, I'm gonna assume we did. It's a win. Let's put it in the win column, Henry. Yeah, yeah. come on. Put it in the win. <laughs> how do you like it though? Whichever one you're watching, how, how, what do you I like? I I've really enjoyed it. Um, I I've really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um. I, I was the the last well, geez, three four episodes. I'm on the edge of my seat every time something bad may happen to uh, oh crap the redheaded gal. Like no, don't kill her off too. No. <laughs> well, they you know, they killed off the one gal early on, and it just it broke my heart. I, I'm getting too old to deal with that kind of uh, <laughs> trauma you anymore. Can't, you can't stand the feels. No, well, I have no feels, and that's the problem. Oh, <laughs> they weren't oh. issued to me in basics. So, was oh, that what it was? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, okay. Well, no. I'll I'll tell you one when you get done with that. Oh, wait a minute. Here's the question I was going to ask: How many episodes oh. are supposed to be in this one? Twenty six. Twenty six episodes. Yep. Okay, then that's older. Well, I can't say that it's older. Um, because that doesn't, there are still like attack on Titan, for instance, 26 mm-hmm. episodes in spite of the fact that there was a couple in there that were like recap episodes. They do yep. that. They do that because it's a cheap way to be able to, you know, blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm. let's see. I got, I finally figured out. Yeah. For, if any of you were out there listening to listening to us right now and you Googled Fafner and you found one that looks like it's a magical girl show, that's the wrong one. Um, yeah, we were confused by that too for a split second. Turns out it's Fafner in the Azure, and 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 well, okay, you know, and it's got twenty six episodes, and so forth and so on, and but that's cool. That's cool that you're. That's cool that you you're you're watching that. So when you get done, like now, how are they? Um, it says that it's an older show, so. What is it? It says here 2011, 2012. I think it's uh, 04. But, but, it's, but the series is just – okay, no, wait a minute. I know what it is. This is out of date, what they have here. Okay. 
It says the series is set to make its North American television debut on the Funimation channel October 29th, 2012. Okay, well, that's old news. <laughs> so, But you're watching it on the streaming Funimation, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, so... So it's all on there. You're just sort of watching as much of it as you can, and then you've got things you got to do. You have to stop. Yeah, we, my wife and I, we also have uh, little kids, so it's uh, you never quite know what you're going to get. Um, and so uh, we we usually do it. We we watch after they've gone to bed, um, and we've been able to make sure it's not. Uh, uh, stuff they shouldn't be watching. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now here's interesting. See, now it's confused again. According to Twit Video, blah 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 blah. Uh, announcement was originally made that uh, the streaming event uh, that a sequel titled Fafner and the Azure Dead Aggressor Exodus is confirmed for release in the first quarter of 2015, which would be this time last year. Um. Set to play, take place two year two and a half years after Heaven and Earth. Now we don't. Uh, now we still don't know which one you're watching because it's possible, unless that never happened. I guess it's possible. It looks, like it, looks like it happened. My my anime list has it has. Does it? A four star rating. Okay. How many episodes it has? Yeah. So so here's the trick, Bill. You don't have mm-hmm. to feel bad about having no. Uh, prep at all because you know even when we try to prep we can't do it right so (laughs) (laughs) we have no even though we figured out what show you're watching we still don't know what show you're watching (laughs) yep (laughs) but that's actually a good thing because you know Um, you know adds to the mystery of bill watts's face exactly nobody knows what his last name is and nobody knows what he's watching (laughs) exactly i like to keep it that way okay when you're done um well, well, first of all, have you watched One Punch Man? I have seen a little bit of it. A little uh, bit of it. Yeah, <laughs> clips on... Um, oh, crap. What's that website? I'm so bad at keeping track well, of this Well, there's is where you can watch, um, watch all of it. Um, it's on there for free. And it's on Hulu as well. Yeah. You got to deal with uh, commercials with those options, though. Yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of Hulu. Um, yeah, I, I find that. One. Well, what, what I find irritating about it is like uh, when when my wife and I first signed up for the uh, the streaming on Hulu, we paid for the option not to have commercials. Okay, oh, they're still yeah. charging us not to have commercials, but now they've thrown a bunch of commercials in, is and that, we would have to pay the, more to get rid of it. Is that the new option? Because the fact is, is they they used to confuse people all the time. There's the free option, mm-hmm. and the way it always works everywhere else on the internet is the free option has commercials, and, mm-hmm. if, and if you pay, the assumption always is because once again it works that way everywhere else on the internet, yeah. except Netflix. That if you pay, the commercials are gone. Well, the fact of the matter is, is Hulu's always been you pay and you get commercials anyway. Because yeah. what, because what you're paying for is HD and all these other and and this other uh, back catalog stuff where you know your favorite show only has four episodes but if you want to watch every season you pay right that's how they're doing it now mm-hmm. they have this higher tier for like thirteen dollars that gets rid of all the commercials yeah and people are still like for real I mean for real yeah. 
Really? Yeah. I mean, you know, Funimation puts all of their stuff on there with commercials. Okay. Yeah. So, so you don't have to sign up for Funimation, but it's like forty dollars a year for Funimation to get yeah. that stuff without commercials. Yep. Which is cheaper than Hulu's would be. Mm-hmm. So you'd think Hulu would get a clue, but they don't. And of course, Hulu, they stream their anime from Funimation. Isn't that the agreement? That's the agreement they I'm get it sure. from. But what they, do what, is they, what they do is they interrupt it and stick commercials in. And, and the part mm-hmm. about Hulu is sometimes they're not very good at saying that, well, here's a commercial. Where should we put it? Oh, I don't know. Let's, <laughs> you know where I'm Let's going. Let's just with slap this. it in there randomly. Let's you just know? slap it in there. You know, the guy is, has just said, you know, we're all going to cross country to, and here comes the commercial. And you're mm-hmm. like, to where are you going? You know, the Titans are attacking. Quick, let's run into. Yeah. And here comes a Geico commercial. What? <laughs> you know. Where should, where you do know. you think we should put this Geico commercial? Oh, I don't know. Let's put it up. Well, I'm not even going to say that. <laughs> we're going to try to be a family show this week. Last week, we weren't. This week, we're going to try to be a family show. So that way, you know, your kids can listen to when you were on Angel Repair Juice and they don't have to worry so much, I think. Exactly. Okay, so in just a few minutes, we're going to get back with do that thing that we do on the back half, which we still don't know what we're going to do, which is normal operating procedure for Angel Repair Juice. So when we get back, we'll be back with something. So stick with us. This is Trina Nishimura, and you're listening to Angel Repair Juice. You see, happiness doesn't depend on abundance. What is the mystery? The mystery is life. It depends on something deeper. But deep, dark, Grecian eyes. Stop a dub and up on the bus. Hello, Angel Repair Juice listeners. In the right hand corner, we have Brother Billy Graham. And in the left hand corner, we have Brother Billy Shatner. This is the decision of a lifetime, folks. Will William Shatner make a decision for Christ? Great competitors, you know the rules. Let's get ready to rumble. Would you like to know that you're going to heaven? You can tonight. If you're asking, asking me where I'll go after getting this award and I dropped it, I'll probably go to the CDC. On the authority of God's word, I can promise it to you tonight. The beauty of the words is that you can understand it. You don't get eternal life when you die. You get it right here and now, tonight. You know, I think I should. Can you believe it, Angel Repair Juice listeners? Under one minute... Billy Graham has got William Shatner to make a decision for Christ. I present to you our new world heavyweight evangelism champion, Billy Graham. Welcome back to Angel Repair Juice. 
should I do it that way? And well, do it. And welcome back to Angel Repair Juice, because this is the show that made me an anime fan. That's the guy. I have always liked anime. Yeah, there's, we got to get Bill Shatner in there if we're going to have... <laughs> now uh, that I have made a decision for Christ. That, because he has. Because I know that Brother Bill, he, he made a decision for Christ, and he did it just now and just in time, too. Because now we're going to do the contact info again. For all of you that may have forgotten already, not like you can run the podcast back and listen to it already, but we're going to do it again anyway. AngelRepairJuicePC at gmail.com. That's AngelRepairJuicePC at gmail.com. AngelRepairJuice.wordpress.com. AngelRepairJuice Facebook group. That's how Bill got on the show. And AngelRepairJuice page and ARJ podcast on Twitter. Got her done. I'm almost good at this. Almost. <laughs> Almost good at this. <laughs> and I'm still it's reading, a level and I'm, higher. And I'm still reading from the cue cards, too. You know. So we were talking about, well, various things, but we decided during the break while well, that cute little thing about Bill Shatner uh, you know, converting, which would be pretty cool if it really happened. Um, yep. Well, while we're talking, I might periodically check uh, his Twitter account because he's a tweeting fiend. I've said this before over and over and over again. One of those is liable to say, and today I became a Christian. And it just goes along with all the rest of the stuff, gets buried in all the rest of the tweets. So what we thought we would do, because during the break we were talking about some things and talking about a lot of interesting things. The thing is here is that you're listening, all of you guys that are listening to the show right now, you're actually listening to three converts to Lutheranism. And until just now, actually, we didn't know that Bill was... Uh, but here's a kindred spirit amongst the three of us because there's you know there's a lot of things there's a lot of ups to having converted to Lutheranism specifically LCMS, uh, but there also turns out to be some some downsides. Maybe we'll talk about that some too. But we thought we'd also talk about baptism. And once upon a time we talked about that um, because I just thought that it was interesting that all of these bits and pieces of of baptism and hidden gods and stuff like that are in Spirited Away. And, you know, I could recount that again right now, but go and listen to the show, guys. Go back on our feed. Listen to the Listen to the, yeah. Second episode, technically, I'm going to correct you real quick because you've corrected me in the past. There's a pilot episode that we never released. (laughs) That's true. That's true. (laughs) Ask us again sometime, Bill, why we never released it. (laughs) Why did you never release it? Uh, We're not saying. We're not. I mean, it's vital for the continuance of the human race that yeah, this that thing this never thing get stay, out there. That this thing stay buried forever, you know, because you, because it's 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 kind of like any given number of anime, you know, um, programs that you may have watched where there's that hidden thing that nobody's supposed to bother with. Don't mm. go looking for this hidden thing, okay? Don't 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 just don't don't. So in a parallel universe, your pilot gets released in a little place called Raccoon City. Am I kind of tracking there? Yeah, a little. <laughs> stuff like that. Spot on. <laughs> yeah. Just the, be, the, just, the Walking Dead virus breaks out and everyone yeah. turns into walkers. That's, <laughs> that's what we're dead. sitting on top of. So we've got to – and it's hidden away to where nobody can find it. So Isn't that what Umbrella Corp said? <sighs> You want me to like start playing this thing right now, don't you? 
<laughs> you, you, you want me to because it'll be worse than last week's episode with the guy and the thing and the you know the stupid stuff that he said about Huge. anime you know it's worse trust me maybe i'll turn it into a song but anyway we we thought we would talk about that we're not certain how to do it um because you know we we like to say that this is anime from a lutheran perspective but you know sometimes it helps to talk about I think that it's interesting that it's three of us are converts, mm-hmm. and you came out, Bill. You came out of let's let's go ahead and say what we came out of. I'm straight up was was Baptist, not Reformed Baptist or anything like that. Just straight up, you know, like SBC Baptist. That's where I grew up in. Um, that's where I came from. Henry, what uh, what did you come out of? I was classical Pentecostal, so like Church of God, Cleveland, Tennessee. Wow, that's a big jump <laughs> for you. Oh yeah, that's a big jump it's, for not, it's not too horribly different than like Southern Baptist. Mm-hmm. Some ways, yeah, some yeah. ways not. And Bill, you said that you came out of Reformed Baptist. Yeah, okay. So we've got three converts from almost almost three different directions wind mm-hmm. up in Lutheranism, and and the angle, I guess, for the the conversation wound up being now that I'm thinking about it, is one of the things that's central to. Um, Lutheran theology, you know, is is the idea of baptism, and it's very different than the way a lot of other people think about it. And you said during the break that, you know, the sacraments is a mess in a lot of the rest of 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 evangelicalism. So that people know when we say sacrament, you're probably used to hearing it being called an ordinance. So, yeah. Although I'm not certain what they call it anymore. Uh, at least in the Reformed Baptist circles, it's ordinances. Is it still? Okay. Yep. They, that's what they called it when I was growing up. You know, mm-hmm. We do this at the command of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and it's just the thing that you do, and mm-hmm. that was it. And then later on we find out that, well, yeah, that may have been the attitude they went in with, but at least they did evoke... Father, Son, and Holy Spirit when they did it for me. So whenever I came to mm-hmm. Lutheranism, yeah, this whole conversation started out of people being rebaptized. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't have to be rebaptized because that's kind of something that yeah. the Lutheran Church likes to stay away from, the whole concept of, well, you were baptized in this church body, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's invalid, which is was, which was interesting because, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they don't even talk about it in like like in Baptist circles – as being valid or invalid. It's just something you do. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, I it, a, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say real quick. I actually have a Baptist friend, pastor, great guy. Love him to death. But I guess whenever he's Southern Baptist, but whenever they have like someone going into a, Uh Oh, where's again, he? Say that again. So he says they like baptize them into the work. Oh, okay. So, I don't know what happened there, but, um, so yeah, so my, my Baptist friend says that whenever in the SBC, whenever someone goes into a special ministry or becomes a pastor, they actually baptize them again with that work, even. Which is very strange. Wow. Huh. Okay. That's, that's a new one for me. I've never heard of it. Yeah. That. Yeah. When he told me that, I'm like, Almost um, like they're they're substituting that for ordination, like you can be ordained. <sighs> See, like like in in in. Okay, now wait a minute. There's not ordination, installation. 
That's the way they talk about it in Lutheranism. You you install a pastor, or if there's a special ministry like, um, oh, what's his name, uh, Whedon, get got uh, he is the uh, the chaplain at the. Uh, uh, I want to call it the Powder Puff Palace now because it's blue now instead of purple. They used to call it the Purple Palace in in uh, in St. Louis, and uh, that's where the LCMS headquarters is, the International Center. And so he got called to to become the uh, um, the chaplain there. So what they do is they have they they have him come in, and he is installed as the you know as because it's a special ministry. So they always talk about installing people. So Henry, you're saying that you know they go into this different sort of ministry and they've sort of substituted the idea of you know here are all these pastors they've come in and they you know, if you've ever been to an installation it's Hard to tell the difference between that and an ordination, except that basically this is just, you know, the the president of the district comes down and lays on hands and and it gets done. So they baptize people instead. That's that's <laughs> what I've heard. I, I don't know how like like uniform that policy is, but it, but it happens. So I'm, I'm sorry, Bill. I didn't want to cut you off, but that was just such a strange phenomenon. I wanted to wanted to bring I, it up. I, I had never even heard about that before, but it it would make sense. It would make sense when when baptism is something that we do for God. Uh, why not do it as many times as we can uh, make an excuse for? Um, yeah, I mean it's it's like doing any of the like um, doing the Lord's Supper, for instance, which they'll only do quarterly. But yeah. I, w- I would bet what will happen is since they hear that, say, Lutherans and so forth, they do it every Sunday, evangelicals someplace will say, yeah, we could have communion every Sunday, too. But mm. but they don't think of communion the way we do. You know, they the way they think of it the way we used to, which was still a thing that we do because we're commanded to. You know, mm-hmm. remember Jesus. We're going to remember today. We're going to remember Jesus because he said to. And this is how we're going to do it. Like he like he said to do it. I mean, listen to that language. It's not. It's not even. There's no for you in there. It's missing. You know, this is the cup of the New Testament, and my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. That's what Jesus said that it is. So, you know, there's there's just something to be said about that. Just that alone, you know, is missing, and that turns it from an ordinance into a sacrament. Just that, just that line alone changes what it's all about. What what the meaning of this is? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that the kind of completely empty uh, view of the sacraments that a lot of evangelicals have. I mean, it, it goes back to um, not Calvin Zwingli. I mean, he has this idea that uh, symbol. Of, uh, I can't talk today, guys. Um, he has this idea that uh, the sacraments are only symbols. There's no reality at all behind them. And but you know, I think for most of Protestant history, I mean, you know, even the you know, the Calvinists and the Reformed have always held like a spiritual view of the supper. John Wesley held to a spiritual view of the supper. And so, I mean, it's really maybe the last two hundred years. I mean, I mean, maybe the. Um, you know, like theological liberalism and its denial of miracles had a more of an impact on this than what we thought. Oh yeah, yeah. But, it, but you know, the the, you know, the ultra kind of symbolic views of the sacraments are you know, it's not been around that long. So, 
Yeah, that's a fairly new innovation because, you know, I, there was there was a little bit of argument throughout history about the the sense of baptismal regeneration, but mm-hmm. it's a fairly new thing for people to be arguing about whether there is any regeneration in baptism at all. So much mm-hmm. so that they bi- they bifurcate the idea of the of the spirit being poured out on you in baptism to say that well there's baptism but then there's also baptism in the Holy Spirit. As though yeah. they're separate, yeah. you know, yeah. and because 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 b- baptism by itself has been so downgraded over the years, they have to invent something else, some other thing, some other something that happens. They, they it's it's almost like they sense that it's got to be something more, but they don't know what they don't know how to back up, how to go mm-hmm. back to baptism and you know, reinvestigate what that's all about and then go, oh, okay, well, that's why it's important. They go and they invent something else. Now there's baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's a whole different thing. You know, now we've got elders standing around, laying hands on, speaking in tongues, you know, and somebody getting a, a buzzy feeling in their gut that, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, there there it is. There's the Holy Spirit, you know. Mm-hmm. That, it's 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 wishy-washy but at least it seems like they they sense that there's got to be something more than just this than just symbols so so bill how did you kind of like even discover this lutheran theology um i how, how did that process even begin my my pastors at the time said bill we want you to start thinking about becoming a pastor yourself and uh, so I kind of uh, panicked and said, oh, my gosh, I, I've, I've got to start doing all this studying and, and you know, I, I, I can't not show myself approved, etc. Um, and I'm glad that, that I kind of went into that panic mode because uh, I, I did. I started studying like crazy. Well, uh, eventually, and, and here's kind of the, the ironic part, is um, – uh, one of them actually, uh, via Facebook, sent me one of Lutheran satire's videos, the one uh, on the Trinity <laughs> with St. Patrick. <laughs> and, and I watched it. Right? Uh, and, funny. oh, man, it, it was really funny. So, you know, I'm looking through the YouTube channel and, you know, getting offended at most of the videos because that's what good Reformed <laughs> Baptists do. Um, you're, you're either a Reformed Baptist or, obviously, you're uh, uh, retarded. Um, and so... Uh, well, I, I watched one of the videos, and they mention uh, Pastor Fisk, and I was like, "Huh? Well, maybe this is a you know a similar channel humor." And so I type in Fisk, and the first video that pops up is on uh, infant baptism, oh. and uh, I just I, I hated him when I first saw it. Like I just was boiling. And uh, over time, the more I tried to refute his arguments. Um, and not just for baptism, but for the Lord's Supper, um, especially regarding um, uh, the Reform's tendency to use magisterial reason, to, to impose our reason over what the text clearly says. Um, uh, over, over time, the, the more I kind of tugged on these threads, uh, the more the uh, the tapestry of my systematic theology just came apart. 
Well, that's interesting. <laughs> because it was baptism yeah. that did it for me, too, except that it was yeah. a different kind of, of move. Um, I was already sort of open to, yeah, we got this thing wrong. Um, you know, because the church that I come from, they insisted on it being full immersion and they insisted on it being uh, out of doors. And yeah. it had it actually had uh, when I look back on it, it had to it had to resemble John's baptism more than it did anything else, because you got all these people collected up out there and there's the people that are going to be baptized. The pastor in his in his hip waders. Mm-hmm. I've never forgiven him for that because we we have to walk out into the cold, into the cold there, you know, and 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 it felt and you know looking back on it, you know, knowing what I know now, it's more like John's baptism than it is, you know, baptism. And no, it was John the Baptist. Yeah. So you know, yep. Baptist. Yeah. John the Baptist. Yeah. Well, that's also imagine, coming from imagine. a church where there was a certain segment of people in there that swore up and down that the Baptist church was founded by John the Baptist. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's neither here <laughs> oh, nor gosh. there. Yeah. Uh, so, they don't even need the trail of blood shape, there, do they? Yeah. Oh, gosh. They yeah. Need, uh. No, no, they didn't. So, you know, but, but the, but the interesting thing for me was to say that, okay, let's say all of this really is upside down. Mm-hmm. And, and more importantly, that the gospel isn't something that I do either. Okay. That's the gospel. If you want to reevaluate it is something that's done to you, <laughs> that's done for you. And that in the case of, of this was I was trying to figure out why on earth would – because I'd, I'd finally gotten to the point where I understood that you know I need to be baptized because you know in that is a proclamation of the gospel and in that is a reception of the gospel in a way that is important. You know, we're, we're, we're told to do it not because, you know, it's a commandment of God and you better do it because, you know, you're going to get something. No, no. Something is applied to you. Sonship is applied to you here. There's all sorts of adoption language in this that's that's applied mm-hmm. to you. And and then I said to myself, you know, if if in the gospel I'm as, as powerless as I am, and, you know, powerless, of course, before God, but a powerless before, you know, my condition, my, my sinful condition, if that's really true, then what's more symbolic of that than... and and you know, the most helpless of, of human would be an infant. Mm-hmm. You know, look at, just think about this. How, how could you say that if it's also for me, it's not for that infant? How, how could you, how could you say that? You know, and don't, and don't, and you know, at the time, you know, where I was arguing with people over at my old church about it, you know, don't come back to me with age of accountability stuff. Yeah. Because that's, because that's just a reasoning thing is to say that well when you know we're not going to take our kids to the doctor either or we're not going to you know send them to school or we're not going to do any beneficial stuff like feed them or whatever you know because they're not old enough they're not old enough to feed themselves so why feed them none of that makes sense they're mm-hmm. helpless at that stage you know they can't they can't but just barely even recognize their parents at this point you know they yeah. they start to they start to bond with them but you know they're they're utterly helpless. The gospel, if it's for me, it's got to be for that infant. It has to be. It wouldn't make any sense otherwise. It would be contradictory. 
And I came out well, of a contradictory group, you know, that that's the way they wanted to do it. You know, they got to wait for the child to make a profession before they can be baptized. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, didn't sound to me like even John was asking people to make a profession. <laughs> I said, come down here and be baptized. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you, know, you know, it's, it's funny, though, because so, um, in the Pentecostal church, they do it the same way as the Baptists. Um General, I think there's only one Pentecostal church that does infant baptism. That's the International Holiness Church. They still have a lot of ties to Methodism, so if you request it, they may make accommodations for you. That's how I understand that. But you know, 99.9% of Pentecostals do baptism like Baptists. And so I, when I joined my church, um, I, when I officially joined my church, that's a whole other story, um, last year, I had uh, I had to get the you know, the information, um, like you know, like when I was baptized, who baptized me, which I knew I know who baptized me, but I didn't know the date, and so I had to pull out my uh, baptismal certificate. And with this certificate, there there was, my pastor had written me this letter, and I was like six, so I'd never seen this thing. So, so he's writing this thing about my profession and how it's so good that I'm going to be baptized. And then he quotes that verse in Second Peter. It's either Second <laughs> Peter or First Peter. I, I forget. I forget which Peter it is. But anyway, First Peter think, three. Yeah. 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 First Peter three, where Peter says um, that baptism now saves you. He's talking about. Uh, Noah's arc, that's an archetype of baptism which now saves us and it's just like it's so hilarious oh, no. like there's the verse it says so plainly baptism now mm-hmm. saves you yeah and and yeah and he's like oh mm-hmm. you made such a good profession that now we're gonna bapti- baptize yeah, now you. you're gonna baptize it's you. like yeah. okay so wow and it's right there in front of him and he wrote it with yeah. his own hand right yeah mm-hmm. I'm assuming well uh, so, Typed out. Well, typed. Okay, but either way, he's got it. He has to cognitively compose a letter to you, you know, for for posterity, I guess, that includes this verse, mm-hmm. and just doesn't even notice that. It's, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, Bill, I know in, in the Reformed Baptist Church, um, mm-hmm. you, you know, when you're more Arminian Baptist, you you have this idea of profession. Of course, that uh, they believe in libertarian free will. So, uh, from what I understand about Reformed theology, I don't know much um, about Reformed theology, but I know covenant theology um, mm-hmm. is kind of the wheel on which re- Reformed theology generally turns. So, so, so how, does, how does that okay, – maybe I'm wrong there, but, but, but how does that uh, work? Yes and no. Okay, so because yeah, I know you have to be elect if you're going to be saved. Yeah. But how do you know if your child's elect – how does that work with their profession and their baptism? Okay, well, uh, the Reformed Baptists are not uh, uh, subscribers to covenantal theology. Um, oh, that's, okay. that's, that's, that's a Presbyterian, very, um, a very uniquely Presbyterian thing. Okay. Um, Reformed Baptists because if they were covenant are, theologists, they'd have to they would have to accept infant baptism. In oh, that's yes. true. That's yeah. true. Yes, that's yeah. true. Um, well, and confessional Presbyterians confess in different words what Lutherans believe about baptism, except it only has these effects. It is only efficacious for the elect. 
So if your infant is of the elect, then yes, uh, your infant will be buried with Christ, raised with Christ, clothed with Christ, etc. at its baptism. Um, the Reformed Baptists, in, in a lot of ways, it's if you take your standard SBC Baptist and kind of smear a coating of tulip over it, the, the five points of Calvinism, you have a Reformed Baptist. Okay. So it's, it, it's not actually truly Reformed. Um, it, it has some reform tendencies, especially in regard to soteriology, um, but everything else is still very much Arminian. So you're still, you know, you need to give a testimony, and, um, uh, you know, the only way you can know if you're of the elect is you need to do fruit checking, and if your fruit don't measure up, well, boy, you better go out and get back to work. Um, it's just, it, it's... Looking back on it now, it, it's almost humorous. Um, you know, I used to get so offended when I'd hear a Presbyterian or, or someone else accuse Reformed Baptists of uh, what I had just said. I, I would just be livid. And looking back now, I realize, wow, wait a second, that that's actually a very accurate assessment. Um, they've, they've adopted the soteriology of Calvin, or not Calvin, but the, the Synod of Dort, the five points, and just kind of left everything else there, um, realizing that Calvinism is actually a complete uh, theological system. Um, it's not just the five points. There's a lot more to it. So, so, so why um, confessional Lutheranism then? Instead of confessional Presbyterianism, I mean, I know that you got watching the uh, the Lutheran satire videos, and then got into some of Pastor Fisk stuff. But but what made you rethink um, Reformed soteriology? Then you know, well, it one thing I realized, and um, I can't remember the name, the uh, Truth or Reason, Truth or Reason. That's that's the specific video. Um, I think it. I think so. Anyway, anyway, there, there's one of his videos where he he breaks down uh, the human usage of reason. Uh, one of which being magisterial, one being ministerial. Um, and what I recognized after watching that video was that I fell into the magisterial category. Um, Reformed theology had given me a license to force human logic, human reason over the text of Scripture. So when Paul in Romans 6 talks about what baptism does, and he's very explicit, he's very clear, Reformed theology gave me the license to say, well, I don't like that, therefore it must mean something else. It can't literally mean that were buried with Christ in baptism. No, see that if Paul is speaking allegorically, and you know whatever excuse you want to slap over it that week. Um, eventually, after Jesus, a number of months, it. I, I recognize that I had, and and I hate to use this language, but I I kind of had a choice to make. 
I could either look at the scriptures, uh, uh, for example, the institution of the Lord's Supper or the scriptures on baptism or uh, the scriptures about um, uh, the uh, about God desiring all to be saved. Um, scriptures that very clearly teach, hey, um, Christ's death was for all. There is no limited atonement. Um, I could either look at them and hold the ground uh, mission, or I could basically throw my hands up and say, well, I don't understand it. I don't necessarily like it at the time, but thanks be to God. Um, you know, Lord, please help my un. And um, uh-huh. uh, it it came it, it it came down to realizing that I can either accept or reject what the scriptures are actually saying, and it, it was quite foolish of me to continue rejecting that. Um, well, it doesn't help that they give um, you know in in churches like that they give you a roadmap through which to interpret the scriptures beforehand. You know, like one of the, one of the, one of the things that, that, you know, actually made me say, yeah, I think I'm in the right place was the, was the day that we talked about the crux telegorum or the, the cross of the theologian, you know, why are some saved and not others? Mm -hmm. And, you know, everybody's got their nice, fancy, um, crazy theological way of explaining that. And pastor Gary Lutheran pastor, you know, went to went to Fort Wayne. Don't be, you know, don't think that way. <laughs> There's a lot of people that say things about Fort Wayne. I haven't been able to figure out what on earth it was just based on him. But, you know, he said, well, no, the, the only answer that, you know, Lutherans can give you is the only the only answer that makes sense. And that's that the reason that some are saved is because of the of the cross of Jesus and, and his dying for you. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's where salvation comes from. The reason why some are not saved is because they harden their hearts against the gospel. Yep. And it's like, but that's contradictory. And it's, but that's it. That's that's we will admit that that's as far as you can get with what we have. And mm-hmm. for some reason, God is not interested in explaining this to us. Yep. And 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 what are we going to do? Like shake our fists at God and say, "You should explain this better." No, mm-hmm. what, but what we are going to do is we're, we're going to do, like you said, praise be to God that he has sent his son to die on the cross for us, you know, mm-hmm. because, because, you know, you get to that point where you, you look at baptism and that salvation and the benefits of the cross and everything has been applied to you. And you look at the, the sacrament of, of the altar, you look at the, the Lord's Supper. And you realize that here it is again, poured out for you. You know, this is my body. This is my blood. You know, and 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 there's there's a reason for it. You know, this is the way that God has ordained that His people are going to come together and stay together. So mm-hmm. there it is. There's there is, you know, that's that's it. I mean, it, it's not going to always make sense to you. However, mm-hmm. you can you can still trust god's word that this works you know because it's shown that it has you know by his resurrection we know that this works so come on Mm -hmm. 
I just I I don't I don't like to argue with people about it anymore because I've I've realized that people ha- already have this roadmap in their head by which they interpret the scriptures with, and they'll insist that the roadmap has got to be correct. You know the the flow chart that I've been given by my church has got to be right. You know because this other stuff that just doesn't make any sense. If it if it's if the roadmap isn't correct, then I don't know how it makes any sense. Yeah, well, uh, I think it's the idea of the roadmap, though. I think that's that's the completely wrong idea. You know, I don't know if you ever seen the, the old songs like "I'm using my Bible for a roadmap." Well, Did any of you guys encounter that? You yeah, know, I've 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 heard that, but what I mean by that is that they already have. I don't want to say systematic theology because a systematic theology is a good thing as long as it's not like off the rails, which some of them are. Um, yeah. uh, but what happens is, is people interpret it through that instead of it being that the scriptures informs the theology, the theology yeah. turns around and they, they inform the scriptures. And exegesis, exit, yeah, yeah, exegesis versus eisegesis. I wrote yeah. all of this out because this, this theologian thought that this was all it meant. It becomes important over time and everybody, believe, you know, that's why the reason why they have Tulip, for instance. You know, because this is a grid. You've, I know you've run into them. People that that's the grid that they interpret everything through is is the five points of Calvinism. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, well, okay, that's nice, but that's a very, very minor starting point for anything at all if, it's, if all you've got is you've whittled it down to five points because mm-hmm. it's going to get you in trouble. Well, speaking yeah. of this whittling down, because I think all this is kind of interrelated, uh, for all of our listeners out there, because Lutherans don't use presuppositional apologetics, we either use evidential or, or classical styles of apologetics. Could you explain presuppositional uh, apologetics for all of our listeners in a nutshell? If you're asking me to do that, I don't know if I could do it right now. <laughs> oh, no, I, I meant Bill. Oh, oh, Bill. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for uh, Bill, yeah. I I've actually met a few Lutherans who use it. Um, I myself think it's it's a valuable. Uh, it, just like anything else, it, it's one more tool in your toolbox. But the idea behind it is that apologetics need to be aimed at uh, bringing people to penitent faith. So rather than uh, argue with the atheist over minutia of whether or not the earth was created in six days, which, you know, it was, but rather than getting bogged down in some of some of these, I guess, really side issues uh, for the purposes at hand, it's you're going after their worldview. So it's the idea of demonstrating to them that, hey, your worldview makes absolutely no sense. You You cannot hold to... Uh, relativity as you do and still claim any truth whatsoever and therefore everything you believe is a lie and you need to repent um, and obviously I'm not an expert in the field <laughs> but so, so, so really it's, it's almost like epistemology then uh, it, it's going after their worldview um, long and short, it's demonstrating that um, uh, for uh, the the folks who hold to scientism, it's showing that they honestly can't know that evolution is true. They obviously can't know that uh, the Big Bang is how the universe cr- was created. 
because they have no ultimate truth. Their truth is completely relative within their worldview. And because of that, they themselves have made themselves the arbiter of all truth. Um, and so you just end up tying them up in knots. Uh, oh, cool. Um, have you ever, have you got the chance to read Jordan Cooper's uh, new book on Reformed Theology? I, I'm actually going through it uh, right now. We're oh, supposed cool. to be having him come on here in a few weeks to uh, oh, awesome. talk about it. Oh, very cool. I've been meaning to check it out. I just haven't. I, it's, it's, yeah, it's really good. Um, you know, and of course the Reformed are up in arms over it yeah. because, <laughs> you know, if oh, yeah. you truly understood us, you would be Reformed. Yeah. Well, okay, no. We understand you and we're still not Reformed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, no, I, I uh, personally, I, I, I'm only about halfway through it, um, but I've... I've had no problems with the way he's handled it. Um, he has been very objective and very honest um, with uh, presenting the materials and presenting the, uh, the the more broad views found within Reformed theology. Uh, Re- Reformed theology is an umbrella under which there are many, 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 many different camps, as it were. Um. So you can't just say uh, Reformed believe X and have it be true across the spectrum. Um, it's just not the way that works. Uh, Tulip is really the only uniformity that you're going to find. Um, yeah, they groove on that. Yeah. They, they really like it. It's it's gonna it's gonna show up if you get into like if uh, I, I don't do it anymore i can't stand to i used to debate <laughs> i i used to do it in all sorts of circles you know where there was uh you know people over here at this other church that wanted to uh, have a debate about um reformed theology and so forth and the, my thing is is that i understand you guys are presbyterian i understand your covenant theology i know where it falls apart hopefully you mm-hmm. know where it falls apart um but you know, we can't really have a. That, that's the problem is, is that if you go into somebody's um, venue like that, and this is what I discovered is they're very slippery. They'll they'll switch it up on you. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you know, we got this theologian, but this theologian under this camp says this, and it's like, okay, hmm. mm-hmm. under Lutheranism, we're all sort of. I mean, I'm not saying that like all of Lutheran theologians are are together, but. Oh no! You know, they're <laughs> yeah. much. But the thing is, is it's a much smaller umbrella, I guess, is the way to put it. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, because, I would agree with that. because you know, you're you're going to hear strains of the same thing all mm-hmm. the time amongst um, amongst the same group. You're gonna you're gonna hear them talk about the gospel in the same terms and actually mean those terms, not be slipping them around all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, the gospel for you, you know, Christ's death and blood for you. A real cross, a real savior. When we say corpus, we really mean it. There's not, mm-hmm. you know, some fuzzy matter to it. You know, it's always. It's, but you know, in other, in other, in other groups, it's just they they get they get slippery on you, and it's and I think they like it that way. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's hard to debate them on on various aspects of the of the theology. I'm sure that right now um, Jordan Cooper is just getting an earful from all sorts of directions, and probably if he's smart, he says, "Okay, that, that that's nice. I have nothing to say about it that I didn't already say in my book. Done." Because oh, yeah. because they'll 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 change up the meaning of this and the definition of that and you yeah. know. They, you know well, too. I mean, Jordan is a systematic theologian. I mean, that's what he teaches yeah. at the, the American Lutheran Seminary. So, I mean, I, I would like to know like how many volumes of Reformed systematic theology he actually read while he was in Reformed uh, seminary. But, he, you know, I'm sure he knows every uh, different view, every different thought, uh, not, not only within the schools, but in the, you know, from different Reformed theologians. But, I mean, I think if you look at, like, Lutheranism as a whole, I mean, there's definitely, like, main camps. I mean, you have your conservative camps, and you can divide that between Wells and the LCMS, and you have, you know, the liberal ELCA. So, I mean, I think Matthew's right. We definitely don't have this kind of hodgepodge different views because of, well, it's really just kind of because of our, our kind of, like, a polity, you know, the way things are structured in the different synods. You don't have, like, these little out, outgrowths and uh, yeah, it kind of becomes easy to see that, in Lutheranism you know. whenever somebody goes off the rails. Yeah, it, definitely, you know, definitely. In in Reformed theology, it seems like you know Calvin and Zwingli can be on the same, you know, because re- remember now Calvin's got a more spiritual view of the sacraments. Zwingli has a, a kind of of um, you know just straight up symbolic. And somebody can have them both on his shelf and say, oh, yeah, they're pretty much in agreement. And it's, really? Yeah. Seriously? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, you got to think, like Mark Driscoll, he was considered reformed. He was considered <laughs> yeah. the face, remember the new face of the reformed movement. Yeah. yeah. You know, that all sort of comes out of Seattle. You know, like yeah. it's Of course, all, now he's... Well, I, I now he's made like an evangelical comeback. Have you seen that? Yeah... Um, I just assume I, I, forget that that's going on. Yeah. Well, for the record, I never could stand Driscoll. Like, I just how dare you? you uh, he, he was a tool, man. Like, even in his heyday, I I could stomach about five to six minutes of him before I just had to turn it off. Oh, I never did. Like, see, you're you're really gonna swear in the pulpit, dude? Like, see, really? I'm, I'm gonna tell you about really? somebody that's got the constitution of all time, and that's Chris Rosebro. Because when I first oh, yeah. started doing uh, Radical Grace Radio, we toyed with the idea of doing sermon reviews, mm-hmm. and I couldn't stomach it. I was just, <laughs> just having—I've got one sermon review in the thing on John MacArthur, and yeah. I'm like, by the time I get just that, I'm tearing my hair out at the end of this thing, going, oh, I can't believe that I've done this, yeah. and I was so drained by it that it was like, oh, I can't believe this nonsense. You know, and people go, but, but, but MacArthur, even your own people say that, yeah, our, our own people sort of, you know, hold our nose when we're, when we're nearby him because he at least will give the gospel in such a way sometimes <laughs> that, well, that it sounds yeah. like it's, <laughs> that it's all, you know, God's work and not yours. But most yeah. of the time he is much more concerned with people backsliding than he is anything else. So he winds mm-hmm. up building everything around 
that so that you've got lordship salvation and all of this yeah. other weirdness going together and the contradictory nature of it just makes you just you know someone please you know i'm i'm googling how to kill myself right now because it's just <laughs> it's just terrible and and i just said no the sermon review thing is not for me it just isn't and and i and i fully you know i sympathize with you bill you can't listen to some of these people more than five minutes you just you're mm-hmm. you're you know calling up the pastor and say can you please come and like do a mini service for me because i need to like take a shower and then <laughs> you need to yeah. come and help me because this is terrible uh you see you guys got it easy i mean at least you're kind of like reformed and baptist and you know they really try but you know when you come out of the pentecostal world Try listen to those sermon reviews. I sort of did because that's what these guys over here really are at heart is Pentecostal. Uh, It's it's kind of seeping all over. Yeah, if you if you if you want to hear, I actually talked the pastor over there, Pastor Kenny, into being on Radical Grace Radio when we were still doing it on the air. And I had Pastor Gary there, and I had Pastor Kenny there, and I I was doing it like it was an interview. You saying, you know, I'd ask him the question like that stuff. So I asked Pastor Kenny, so what's a pastor? What does what does a what is a pastor? Do you? And he said, well, is a leader. And he goes through all of this stuff, you know. And I said, Pastor Gary, what do you? And I already knew what he was going to say. Well, a pastor is a shepherd. <laughs> and he looks right at him and he says, you know that, right? He said, a pastor is a shepherd. And that's what my job is, is basically to bat the wolves away. You can look this up mm-hmm. and, and listen to this interview between the two pastors. And I was like, you know, at that point, I was fully confirmed. I understood that, yeah, I'd made the right choice because there's no no wiggle room here. When, when, mm-hmm. when your pastor doesn't really know what it means to be a pastor, let alone any of the theology, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's a problem. And Driscoll was kind of like that. He was He could regurgitate the stuff but apparently behind the scenes he was more more charismatic than he was anything else you know talking about how when i'm around when i have the uh the the group uh, this isn't even about baptism now but whenever i've got you know um a husband and a wife in here you know i can tell when you know it's a spiritual thing i can tell when they're they're um you know not faithful with each other and it's like well you can't well and he, he's claiming to have like porno visions. Like, oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't really go there because I didn't want to like open that can of worms. Oh, he, oh, but, sorry. But he did. You know, he was like, "I know what it is that you did, and and I can explain it to you in detail what it was that you were doing." And so, really, okay. This Correct is, me on details. Though. This is weird. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> and 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 I'm sure that he's taken the discomfort of the people sitting in there. You know, going, oh, as being, oh, I must be exactly right when it's like, no, this is just like you're telling us stuff that's just weird. You know, we didn't actually well, it's probably do that. Just but, cold reading. And well, it is. Well, it, I, I will bet you that I, I will bet you that considering how it all crashed and burned eventually, uh, <laughs> that, that that really came from inside the church. And there were a lot of people that complained about abuse and things like that, yeah, probably. that, that more than likely it was people were like going. Did you hear? Did you? I mean, because this is supposed to be confidential, you know. The the you know when you're in there with the pastor, you know the counseling. It's all supposed to be confidential, but I can imagine that eventually it starts to leak out, like it did, and people are scratching their heads, going, 
wait a minute, this is the guy that's the new face of reformed. He turns out to be weird, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know what to do with that. I mean, and they they course, didn't either, so you know, it turned into this mess. So, but I mean, like the whole Mars Hill project. I mean, that was started by Rob Bell, and you know, well, who knows what Rob Bell is? I mean, like I said, he's my guilty pleasure theologian. There's times I want to tear my hair out, and when I listen to him, there's times like you know, that's that's pretty good, yeah. but um. I mean, he kind of like jumped ship, jumped ship from what I understand, um, because he became too liberal, and then Mark Driscoll kind of became the the head guy over the Mars Hill uh, project. Not that he was coordinating uh, all the Mars Hills, but you know he was definitely uh, had the largest numbers, the most influence, and like they went two totally opposite, different directions. And, uh, but I mean, the whole project just kind of like crashed and burned, you know. Got through under the bus, like Mark Driscoll would say. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, see, they're all a set of independent churches now, and there's no connection. I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure that what happens is is in practice there's sort of a connection there, but officially there's nothing. So probably a monetary connection, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Who knows? I mean, the, the, now you got. I'll go ahead. Sorry. No, that's fine. Go ahead. No, I mean, you're going on with, with the connection. Well, I don't know what the connections would be. I mean, the, oh, best, okay. the best that I could think of since they're, since the churches really are far flung from each other, the, this whole network that they had that they, it's not like they can group together and do projects together. There's, I don't even know. All of course, I mean some of these some of these churches don't even have pastors on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they do the whole live feed thing. Yeah, well that and, used to uh, be that used to be just like Saddleback. You know, they've just got the they have all these different venues and they have you know just the one feed per hand. And they've yeah like and Starbucks they've, Church. Yeah, <laughs> no Hulu ch- Hula Church. No, yeah. it's Rock <laughs> Church. church. <laughs> no, it's it just depends on which venue you went to. Because they've got it all coordinated so that, you know, everything ends and, and starts when it's supposed to. And then and now it's time for, for the pastor to be up there. And, you know, the pasta man is going to be up there and do his thing, you know. I think they yeah. can do baptisms that way. Like you, got, like you got the guy on the screen. And the people just dunk themselves. He's like a baptizing <laughs> with the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Do a self-dunk. Pop up out of the kiddie pool. You next don't person. even want to get started with the Skype stuff that goes on like the guy that does exorcisms by skype and, and <laughs> so you nice. guys haven't listened to enough <laughs> radical grace radio over the years where we've highlighted weirdness just oh, general wow. weirdness by people you know and i can imagine that there's people that we're going to do the lord's supper and and you know you have them over there you hold it up and i speak the words of institution over skype and now we're good to go <laughs> Well, Benny Hinn did that, man. We need to get he, in touch a, with Five Two and patent that, man. We could have a month. We, we, we could have, have a cash app. cow with that. You, you build an yeah. app, <laughs> yes. You build an app, a sacraments app. You know, no, you can't, gotta, can't say sacraments. It's got to be sacrament, sacramentality, sacramentality ship, or whatever that was. Yeah, it, where no, what you do that. is is it, like you open the app and you know it's got. Two big buttons, one for baptism, one for the Lord's Supper. 
<laughs> you hit the button for baptism, and and it starts the rite of baptism. There's even a pastor and stuff on there, and you hold him up in front of the the people, you know, and he's doing the thing, and you do the baptism, and say, so there you go, you got it. Or you're going to do the Lord's Supper, you know. You put that on there, nice. and there's a bunch of of like they have a bunch of pre-recorded sermons on the app there, you know, that's based nope. on whatever the pericope might be this week, you know, and you've you've chosen which which one it is. You know which scripture you're going for. Are you going to the Old Testament, the Epistle, or are you going for the the Gospel? So we hit the Gospel reading, and that's the sermon. There it is. You know, you hold it up or you put it up on the screens. It's an app, nice. and we'll and we'll sell it for like nine ninety nine. Nope. <laughs> Your sacramental. I, I think we're kind of on to something. We're level. on to something. Now we just yeah. need somebody to tell us how to do it. You know. You mean five two? <laughs> no, we don't want to give them any of it. No, no, we'll do this. No, but see, they already have the established sacramental entrepreneurial uh, wibbly wobbly thing. Um, so, you know, we can just kind of slide in under their umbrella. You know, they got the hip polo shirts and everything else. Yeah, but, I, but the problem is, is polo that shirts. I've always wanted to be cool. <laughs> the problem is, is I want to keep the money for myself. I don't want to share. I, I want I'll, I'll have them buy the app. I'll, their people will buy the app for me. I'll put it up in the on the iTunes store, you know, and and they'll buy it and they'll have that's, it. And it'll be like, you know, pastor in a box. That's an pastor, even better. There you yeah. go. It's yeah. called pastor in an app. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And you've you've got a set of apps of, of pastors that you can choose from. There you go. Yep. So you've you've got you know, and it'll <laughs> well well what what was the name of that that oh yeah Mike Tyson's Punch Out. It'll be made nice. like this. <laughs> Mike, it'll be, yeah, it'll be like that. It's a past, pastor in an app, and you've got a bunch of them. You got Joe Glass, and you got you know, and you and you pick them. <laughs> and, and there's sermons and stuff, and it'll be updating, you know, every week with new sermons, you know, for these 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 cartoony guys on here, you know. You could have a marriage. Here's one. We just added this as a new feature to the app. You know, we don't just have baptism and the Lord's Supper. Now we have marriage. And and uh, and do you have a, a funeral that you have? We'll choose the funeral. There. So so do you want the do you want the First Corinthians sermon? Do you want the do you want the Lazarus sermon? Or do you want you know there'll be a whole well, actually those would be too good for this app. We'd have to have some gobbledygook. In order for it to really, to Dude, really fly. the ELCA oh, puts a ton of sermons on YouTube. We'll just yank them off there. You, there. Go. you just use that. <laughs> you know? we'll just put those on there, and you know, just choose your sermon. And this can be like you know their version of the service builder, except exactly. It, you know, <laughs> it's Mike. It's like okay, so so if we're gonna call it like it's not Mike Tyson's, you know, whatever. Um, Who's that guy that's – I can't remember his name now. The guy that's the leader of that that bunch. Oh, shoot. Um, I can't remember his name. Yeah, that one guy. Yeah, well, okay, either <laughs> way. Oh, but, Bill Wolsey. Yeah, Bill, yeah, Bill Wolsey. Uh, it's Bill uh, Wolsey's punch out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wonder if instead of being a, like a sacramental entrepreneur, if I could be an anime entrepreneur. There you go. We just like there we go. We got it tied back into anime. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Now we can end the show <laughs> we, because we're well, well. We've done what we traditionally do on Angel Repair Juice. We ran long. 
So, <laughs> but it was an interesting discussion. Well, in fact, we'll no. make it. We'll make a point to say that yes, this is an interest, interesting discussion. You should listen. So that's what we ought to do. So, so it's so Bill, it's Gospel Asylum, right? And yeah, the that, Gospel Asylum. Let me let me see. Was that was that? Uh, did it have a? Um, oh, did it have a? It has a website. But I can't remember what it was now. Um, uh, the Gospel Asylum dot Libsyn. Yeah, that's it. Gos- uh, Gospel Asylum spelled like it sounds. The Gospel Asylum dot Libsyn. That's L I B S Y N. Liberated Correct. Syndication is what they they say that means. Libsyn dot yep. com. The Gospel Asylum at libs dot Libsyn dot com. But sh- yep. you can do that. You can find. Uh, you can actually find. Um, no, you can't find Angel Repair Juice on there yet. Cost twenty bucks a month for that. At least the way yeah. the way the way we do it on Radical Grace Radio, that's the way we do it. We want we want the whole metrics, all that stuff that we don't understand how to read. Mm-hmm. But it looks so pretty. Yeah, it looks pretty. <laughs> it's just absolutely wonderful having a website like that that can like keep track of your downloads and stuff. So, mm-hmm. so. But either way, that's what it is that he does. We do Angel Repair Juice every week, and we would like it if you would come back. Well, first of all, let's do this. Bill, was this a bad experience that you don't want to do it again? (laughs) Oh, no, not at all. This was great. Okay, cool. So we'll just put you on that. They have me tied up. Hell, remember, Bill, all wires go to the lake of fire. So. (laughs) So... You've been listening to Angel Repair Juice. That was Bill What's-His-Face. That's what he goes by, folks. That was Bill What's-His-Face. That other fellow is... Henry Volk. And my name is Matthew Pancake. Thanks for listening to Angel Repair Juice. And come back next week and listen to more of Anime from a Lutheran Perspective. <laughs>